Yo, yo, yo. Just another episode of What's the Word, but this season, or this mini season, this is What's the Dragon as we cover the House of the Dragon epic TV show. This is F the DJ, and today I'm being guested by one of my favorite people in Accra. His name is Lambi, and he's a dope guy. Very, very, very much into <laughs> law and fantasy. Yes. In all of that. So, Mr. Lambert, can you please introduce yourself a little oh. and tell us what you do? Uh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> <laughs> super excited to be here to talk super, about... Super, super excited. Yeah, super, yeah, super yeah, excited. Yeah, to talk about um, A Song of Ice and Fire, um, Law, and The House of the Dragon. Um, yeah, so I work in PR and communications myself. Right. Um, and so I I guess I have a, a very strong leaning since like storytelling and that sort of thing. Right. Um, I've always loved um, fantasy and sci-fi um, since I was a kid. Um, the My main fandom actually is Lord of the Rings. Right. Um, but I'm huge on uh, some the of world Ice of Fire. Yes. I'm I'm huge on um, George R. R. Martin's work as well. Um, yeah, so I've come prepared. I've got my Fire and Blood book this here. This guy is here. <laughs> um, I'm Fire and Blood, go. George R. R. Martin novel in hand I'm to give to us all the solid references that we need yes. and all the background stories that we don't know and all of that. Yeah, Actually, actually, solidly appreciate that for it. Thanks so much for coming, bro. Yeah, of course. So, right, let's get right into it. Yeah. So, well, this is episode five, and episode five begins with um, Lady Rhea, who is supposed to be the wife of Damon Targaryen. She's in the veil, and she meets this guy, and they have this little dialogue. She says she's going hunting. The guy asks to accompany her, but she denies it. So, they show her riding, 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 and then she meets Damon. Then they have this little back and forth it's actually very aggressive you know there's a lot of tension there but she's like yo are you now back to consummate this marriage <laughs> and she keeps taunting him about losing his um airship position because she kind of realizes that she was only married for advantage but yeah. nothing else you know so while at that time like right before the events of the previous episode he was the supposed heir but um, Renera got the position. Damon walks up to her, startles the horse, she falls off, and um, she kind of gets injured by the horse because he steps on her um, fleece or something. And she doesn't move. She can't make a move. I don't know if she's supposed to have been paralyzed or something, but mm -hmm. she was just there. And then Damon picks up a rock. She taunts him again. That yeah. like I know you couldn't finish. And then Damon picks up a rock and then um, supposedly kills her. You know, yeah. So that opening scene, as these people have done, almost all their opening scenes are strong, and there's always something to take away from that. Super did you get strong, from that? yeah. It was it was a great way to open the show and you um, the episode, and you immediately get a sense of um, 
who Lady Rhea is. Uh, so she was talking to her cousin and she was pretty stern and like quite so cold. Stern. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so it's, it's surprising how he goes off to defend her honor later. But I mean, it's family, so you have to. Um, and yeah, the way the, the, the shots are cut and everything, I think they really wanted to demonstrate within like a very short period that really she was a great writer. Um, and in the books, it's something that's referenced as well, where everyone is kind of surprised that she would have, uh, um, a riding accident. So there is, um, there is like a subtext, um, that possibly she was murdered and i think that the show just takes it a step further to um having damon um on the scene and um, his involvement in her death um initially i wasn't sure if um you know he meant to kill her like <laughs> i went back and and watched and I was every like, time mm. i watch i'm like now nah, this guy specifically went there to yeah that. he he definitely had he went there to that i think he went to like incapacitate her yeah some way somehow he needed it her, was very deliberate he needed her out of the picture right if he was going to uh you know fulfill his ambitions whether it's to the throne or to some other more um suitable or what he deems as a suitable lordship then she needed to be out of the picture right yeah um so yeah he definitely he definitely had some really really um yeah, nefarious inte- intentions going there. And another thing that stood out to me with that scene was, you know, <laughs> her calling him out on his impotency, um, which has been sort of hinted at has been, yeah, yeah, in the has show been a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and when you go into the source material, it's, it's interesting. It's not that he is impotent, but um, Damon, like other Targaryens, have really deformed children at times. Yeah. Yeah, they produce yeah. children that have scales and, yeah, and, and, and tails, and sometimes they have wings. Mm. They literally look like dragons. Oh, really? So um, this happened with a few characters. Right. A lot of the time, the blame is placed on the women. But, for example, you have Mago the Cruel, who had like nine brides, and all of them either kept losing their children or giving birth to really deformed children. So Sorry. it was clear that the problem was from him. So there's something in the middle. Wait, male can I ask a mm-hmm. question? So when um in Game of Thrones, Daenerys is supposed to have called Drogo's child. Yeah. And she goes to do this ritual yeah. and then they say she gives birth. Yeah. But how they describe whatever she gave birth to was like it was the it same had scales, sort of thing. it had yeah. a tail, yeah, yeah. it had yeah. So I was thinking that was because of the ritual that she performed. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's possible like um I think that it's possibly a mix of both. Like the ritual, right. she wasn't supposed to go into that tent yeah. while yeah. um what's her name? Uh I forget the, the mage, yeah. She was um she was performing the ritual. She wasn't supposed to go in there. Um, but there's also I mean, yeah, some lines were crossed because yeah, she told her not to do exactly. it. Exactly. She also was va- she f- was already violated. So exactly. When whatever happened, she was yeah. like, "This is what you do, and this is what you get yeah. if you're going to come and kill me." Yeah, exactly. But so but we can't exactly. I feel like this. Yeah, but there's also. But I'm this now history. finding this out. Yeah. So there's also this history guessing. of um, Targaryen children sometimes coming out like that, and Damon seems to have that issue. Even though we'll see 
he has um, children um, going forward, but it's something that recurs. So I think the impotency um, storyline is a sort of a, a callback to that, um, right. those incidents in the book as well. Yeah. Right. So that happens. And then in the next scene, the Targaryens are sailing to Driftmark to go and meet um, Lord Collis. And King Viserys is still sick. Like, he has been sick from episode one, and he keeps getting worse. And that worse. man is dying. He's suffering <laughs> this brutal seasickness, and he yeah. opts to puke in the ocean rather than puke in the bucket that is brought in. <laughs> um, I don't know. Why do you think he decided to puke in the sea rather than puke in the bucket? I don't know. I didn't feel like <laughs> it was such a necessary scene. Because that scene is literally that. Yeah, that's all. And I was I was just thinking that away. I think, and it's one of the nice things about this show. They just give you like small human moments like that, yeah. which don't necessarily Contribute serve the story in any exactly. meaningful way. But it's like he's trying to be dignified. He's trying to be the king, not throwing up whatever. But actually, you can't help what your body is doing. So he okay. rejects the bucket, but then immediately, immediately. has he to can't take throw up. You know and and the another thing is <laughs> um with the hand we see the new hand of the king having to bring out exactly. the, the, the handkerchief. handkerchief for him and there's a saying in um the that universe that when the king takes a shit is the hand the that, hand that wipes. wipes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're seeing uh what's the name strong like him. he's yeah, as Lionel soon strong. as he's been um, he's been appointed to the role. He's already having having to clean up the king's mess, yeah. um, and so I think that was a bit of a hint um, at that um, right. at that as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that was also hinting towards like the next scene because mm-hmm. right after that, and we see the scene between Alicent and um, her dad Otto Hightower. Yeah, and he's been after he got kicked out. Of the position he got demoted as yeah. well, so he was kicked out of the um, castle exactly. <laughs> so, Lady <laughs> Alison is dialoguing with him, and then they have this like very intense dialogue where he's like, Yo, you know, you chose Renera over me, mm. and Rene, um, Alison's like, No, she swore on her mama that <laughs> you know, whatever happened didn't really happen. I mean, she got gaslighted. Yeah. So she puts the blame on him now for like if you did, we, you weren't relentlessly pushing yeah. a gun as a you know that situation would have happened. But he wants her of his imminent death because he's like you know it's either days, it's either months, it's either hours, or it's yeah. either weeks. Yeah. But this guy's gonna die soon. He's not gonna live to be an old man. And when that happens, there's going to be a conflict for the yeah. airship. So it's either going to be. Rhaenyra or it's going to be Aegon mm-hmm. but there's going to be some conflict some way somehow and that has to be avoided and everything I've been doing is to avoid that Yeah. but you people you're in open so fuck you want me to yeah. do I'm out he hops on his horse and he bounces yeah Yeah. This and he has this quote that I really <laughs> like honestly like in the same scene he's like the time is coming Alison either you prepare for Aegon either you prepare Aegon to rule or you cleave to Renera and pray for her mercy. <laughs> and I think that was really tough because it's very much, it's going to be this or that. Fuck are you going to do? Otto yeah. Hightower is a complete ass. But like, this is one of the scenes that makes me love this show right. as an adaptation of the story because, um, and I've been saying, like, this is what an adaptation should look like. Right. Obviously, telling a story that makes sense visually 
but also keeping the spirit of the source material and um you know like um maintaining those themes and so on and like Again, I'll be referring back to the source material a lot. Um, I'll be that type of guest. Oh. So I hope you don't mind. <laughs> but when I'm watching like YouTube commentary, yeah. I don't like that they always refer to the books. Yeah. But I feel like there's always still something. There's to still pick. something there, and it because, doesn't have to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a comparison to say one is better than the other. Right. But I think they complement each other very well, and it's interesting to see an expansion of those themes on both sides. You know, so for example. Um, in the books, Otto is actually sent off because he keeps insisting on, on Aegon, Aegon being the becoming heir. the heir. It's a little different in the show, in the show where it's, it's more because of you yeah, know, the whole thing with Rhaenyra. Yeah. Um, and so Alison coming up, and but then it's all tied to him wanting, him still wanting um, Aegon yeah. to be heir. Uh, it's just not as explicit in his actions. So for Alison to bring that up, I thought that was a really nice touch. But that also shows just how devious he is because he's the same person who wanted um, um, Rhaenyra to be made heir to spite Daemon. And, you know, he's he's made so many missteps as the hand. And all of them have been because of his own selfish needs and, and interests, exactly. Um, and all of it to do with Damon, <laughs> mm. you know. So it's really ridiculous to see him now saying that there's going to be war and all of that. If there's going to be war, it's because you have orchestrated it. And again, he can predict with such certainty because, and I theorize that truly there's a conspiracy going on with the high towers, with the maesters, um, to ensure that the the Targaryens are overthrown in one way or another. Right. And going back into the history of that world, right from the the beginning of their their the rule of the Targaryens, the High Towers were very much against um them coming in um and and taking over Westeros and being in power. So there have been multiple attempts by the High Towers and the the Maesters um, to overthrow one, yeah to overthrow them in one way or another. First of all, Old Town was the biggest city, so now before, that's gone. Before yeah. they they are an old and a powerful family who um, possibly have um, the same um, genetic uh, makeup. Makeup, you could say, yeah. as the Valerians, like the Targaryens and the Valerians, and so on. It's just that it seems like they moved to Westeros long before um, those other families that settled in uh, Valeria did. So they have a lot of interest. They have a lot of, or they used to hold a lot more power. Um, they used to be one of the richest houses mm. on the continent, too. So they have a lot of reason to try and overthrow the Targaryens, but they can never do it in an explicit way. Yeah. They so are very secretive. Yeah, plotting. it's a very backdoor scheming. Everything about Old Town is dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so it's not, to me, I think there's a major conspiracy going there and Otto is leading it. And yeah, I don't, I don't like him very much as you'll probably <laughs> be able to tell as you go along. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's 
particularly a bad person. But like your self-interest are there. That's what that one there is. Yeah. But I feel like however he keeps interacting with the king, the king is the problem for, you know, a lot of the things that happen. I mean, the king opinion, doesn't help. Because he also <laughs> doesn't have a mind of his own. Exactly. He doesn't but help. So someone like Otto can definitely come in and... You know, like and if he plays his cards right, exactly. I mean, I mean yeah, you can't actually. The game is a game, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it shall pass. Actually. But yeah, speaking of the king, um, the Targaryens arrive at high tide finally. But when they arrive, there's no welcome party. And Lionel, who is the hand? He's fucking pissed. He's like, yo, <laughs> this is how you fucking receive a king. And they're just like, you know, Lena walks out. Lena, Lena mm-hmm. walks out and she receives them and she says, call us. Just go back from a journey, so he's tired. But he just went into, you know, prepared to receive them. So yeah. they should just come inside. Like it shouldn't be a big deal. And you know they are still pissed, but like you know your king Viserys is just like you know fuck it, let's just go inside. Um, you know, do you think from what happened, like with no arrival party, do you think Collis is still mad at him? Because of what happens. Because I feel like in the previous episode when they yeah. mentioned that they have to go and see Collis. Yeah. He's like, it's been three years. This yeah. guy's still mad about this thing I didn't do. Collis is definitely still upset. And he's, he's been upset. Big for, mad. He's been he's, he's big been mad. big mad for years. His wife was overlooked for the throne. For the throne. His son was overlooked for the throne. His daughter was overlooked um in becoming queen. He has so many reasons to be mad. And the thing is that, again, I don't think... I mean, they're doing a pretty good job with um, the, the Valerians and showing the extent of their power and so on. But That's I feel true. like there I could can't be say so... I doing that too. Yeah, the there, there could be so much more um, that could be shown to show the extent of um, Collis's power, power his influence, and all of that. He is literally a living legend in that time. Right. He's he's the greatest voyager um, who has lived in like a long time. There was one he's called Lomas Longstrider, <laughs> um, but Lomas Longstrider was from thousands of years ago. Right. And there's still works of his um, writings of his journeys in world, but in their most recent history, no one has achieved the feats that Collis has. So um, he's a really powerful person. Not only that, he's the richest man in all of Westeros yeah, at all this of Westeros. point. I keep right? saying the show doesn't like do a good enough job. Exactly. To show how Even High Tide, the the castle that the king goes to, is meant to be like this new grand castle mm. that he's built as a new seat um, on Driftmark. Um, so you know, there's so much going on there he has a lot of pride obviously so he's playing the game of thrones here in a really interesting way he's trying to push the king's buttons he's trying to see as how far far he can go to get away with things you know because again there's there's a a couple of things going on here they are dynamic too not only is um viserys his his liege lord as the lord of dragonstone um which driftmark is um a, a banner their banner men too He's also his king, 
obviously. So and then he's also on the small council. He's also on the small council. You know, yeah. so yeah, exactly. Like you say, like his direct boss. Like, yeah. Four different positions. <laughs> like, in three or more ways. Yeah. So he has absolutely no right to not welcome the king, like, roll out the red carpet and all yeah. of that. He's taking serious liberties, but it's because he knows the king is operating from a... a position of weakness so he's really prodding him trying to see how far he can go with it that's crazy yeah that's crazy <laughs> but yeah um so the next scene is lady allison she's in a god sweat she's kind of still sad about the situation but um lara strong who's um the son of um the hand he walks in he get he engages her a little bit but like he engages her on it's been a sad day for the realm because her dad um, gets kicked out of his position and has to leave the Red Keep. Um, he asks her if she needs any allies. She backs down and she says she's the queen, so she doesn't need any. Mm-hmm. And while he, they are talking, he just informs her about um, Renera having to take this tea, the moon tea. Contraceptive, t- contraceptive <laughs> plan B. <tea> from plan B. <laughs> um, you know, postinal, she has to take from the previous episode. Yeah. And, you know, it startles her a little bit. But what do you think is this play here? Do you think he is? Before we talk about Laris, had we, have we passed a scene where um, Princess Rainus comes in? Or oh, that no, comes no, later, no. right? We haven't. That okay, comes okay, 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 right okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so over here, Laris and his actions here, I think, speak to the broader um, position of the Strongs as well and what they are doing and how they are playing the Game of Thrones um, during this period. And the Strongs are an ancient family. They are, they are a first-men first family, um, but they settled in the Riverlands. Um, a lot of people believe that they might actually be um an extended family to the Starks mm-hmm. who did not move up north. A lot of their descriptions are very similar, similar. Very, very similar. Um and they hold the same sort of values. They worship the old gods and all of that. So they might actually be an extension of the Starks. Um yeah, so they they obviously also are making a play in their own way. We see Laris over here um approaching Alicent, we've seen some hints at Howen, Howen Strong, like yeah. getting closer to. Um, there's been some interactions with Renera between yeah. the two of them, yeah. and obviously Lionel is now the hand of the king. I think the Strongs are playing all sides right now. They can foresee what's coming, and, and you could tell, are. like the the end of the episode where uh, Lionel signals Howen. And then he runs into right. I like I could see a scenario where he signals like Laris to do the mm. same thing with Allison, mm. you know. Um and Laris is a bit of a snake, but like Guys. in the best way. Like he can't like how he is even I like how he was introduced. Like he yeah. just walks in so with the subtle. Woman yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where he walks in. He's getting so you can tell that from that starting now. They see see this guy. Yeah. He, he always do where tea is being spilled. Yeah, he's he's described as someone who listens a lot more than he talks. Right. Um, and yeah, he's definitely playing Alicent here. And um, yeah, so he's... 
Um, I'm really curious to see where where it goes, where the story goes with them. But he is clearly trying to wield some influence over her, planting seeds in her mind. And again, um, when we were talking yesterday, I think you made a really good point about how we don't even know if the tea that right. was sent... The tea, yeah. So as I was saying yesterday, yeah. we don't know how he found out that the tea was sent. We don't know if the tea was sent not by the king or not. I mean, the minister just walks in and he says, yeah. you know, the tea is from the king, so take yeah. it. But we don't know if the king actually sent it. Yeah. We don't know if it's the minister's plot. And we don't know how he found out that, Yeah. you know, it's from the king. Exactly. Or, it's very know. possible. And if I remember correctly, I might be wrong here, but I think during that scene where the minister takes uh, um, the tea to Rhaenyra, we see... Um, either there's two things. We, either we see a rat like um, around the room, or we see uh, yeah, someone from the back of sees, the yeah. the you know the like you can spy into the room from one of the back rooms or whatever. Um, so there's a high possibility that Laris was was spying, like was looking in and hearing that conversation. And we'll we'll probably get to this later, but I also have another sort of theory about just their them their connection to the old gods and mm. him possibly being a skin changer or a green seer. And if he is, and they keep showing us this rat. And I'm it's like, true, what is this rat doing here? <laughs> you know? Because there's also a rat that comes in like at the wedding. Yeah. Scene, so later. you know it's There's it's also a rat, I think, when Alicent is looking up before she gets called yeah. by the king to come into the yeah. court, his quarters in yeah. the previous episode. And ag- again, um, the, the source material really supports this in the sense that he's described as having information that he shouldn't have. Exactly. He knows things that he should not That's know. Crazy, man. So if this guy's warging. Like, man. if he's warging, there's that. And then there's also the, a chance that he might be a green seer who is who can listen and hear through the weirwood tree. Yeah. And um, and it's very interesting that that weirwood tree is there. Um, we don't have, in the in the source material, a giant oak you yeah. have in the, in, the, in the, the Red Keep. The not red a, so it's a very deliberate choice to have um, a weirwood tree there instead. And I'm really curious to see and where that goes. But Laris is like the Varys of this time. Yeah, so um so you, you kind of you, you kinda <laughs> know the the vibe to expect from him. Like he's one of those. He's a right. spy master right. par excellence. <laughs> right. So next scene um is Lord Collis and King Vis. King Vis has been sick from the journey, so he's coughing throughout. Well, Chelly, yeah, please, it's Maybe it's the weather, honestly. Because <laughs> I get it being close to the sea. It means the weather will be cold and <sighs> to be windy and shit. Yeah. So, Rainey's, but when they get there, Rainey's walks and she kind of um, deflates the tension in the room because she's very warm and she's like, oh, cousin, you know, um, he shakes his hand. She realizes his fingers are going, <laughs> but he assures her sh- he's well. They get into the conversation, and Collis informs them about um, Damon's wife, Lady Rhea, passing. And he also talks about his inheritance of Ruinstone, which is supposed to be the land of yeah. um, where she's from. Um, he proposes, that is Viserys, he proposes the marriage of um, Rhaenyra and Lenor. 
college acts of the succession details. And Viserys says, um, Rhaenyra is heir, and that's that. The kids will be called Valerian, but when they ascend the throne, their names <laughs> are going to change to Targaryens. Yeah. And I'm just like, bro, why are you giving everybody stress? <laughs> like, they have to go and sign an affidavit, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> put their names in public places, uh, and put their name in the graphic uh, and things, and see that they've changed their names. When they think, just when they ascend the throne, bro, that's crazy. I don't know. What did you take away from that? Yeah. So here's all. There's so much that's going on that's like so brilliant. Like the dynamic between all of them, I think is great. It's it's interesting. I'll talk about Rainey's a little bit. Right. Um, she's becoming one of my favorite characters. Uh, and yeah, she's being played to perfection. Um, I think the way she enters the room, breezes in, is this passive aggressive kind of i'm going to be nice but we know that the claws are about there's to come something. out <laughs> there's always something bringing out bringing out the story about damon and all of that was very intentional and right. they would have kept that going um if viserys hadn't changed the subject um her and collies are one of the healthiest <laughs> marriages we've yeah, seen. yeah yeah they it's are, actually the yeah they are they are clearly in league and of one mind except when it comes to a couple of things but um, you can see that they have a united front, which is interesting, too, because she is a Targaryen um, before she's a Valerian. She's half Targaryen, half Baratheon. Um, yeah. But her, her, you would think her allegiances would lie with the Targaryens, but obviously she's been so burned with the family by the family that she's willing to support a move that takes the the name away from the dynasty like I that is too. that I is like extreme you know I and, would too. and and the fact that Collis would even ask that this is what i'm saying he is really pushing, pushing like yeah. what a thing He's to really ask like <laughs> what like, the fuck can you imagine like so the, after renera the targaryen dynasty ends, ends like yeah. there's no way that would be accepted um, and again, uh, Viserys is playing right into what Damon said about him. He's weak, and he really shouldn't have to be this weak. He could, he could shut it all down. I mean, the fact that he's even going there, and um, Rainey says this later, that like it's so undignified that he's ca- and he's sick on top of it, he's sick. and he's, he's carried himself sick. all the way to to Driftmark. He shouldn't have yeah, to do that. Yeah, she's like, why did he like, even why, do this <laughs> You know, and they know, and because they see that he's doing things they don't, he doesn't have to do. They know that they can get more concessions oh, from him. Yeah. So they're really pushing their luck. Like that shouldn't have been something that they should have been able to ask. And I was shocked that he even considered it. I was shocked that he, he even considered it uh, and made that compromise. So we see we're we literally seeing him. No, I think that was power. the right thing to have been done. Anyway. Which, like, Him, them asking. Yeah, giving into the marriage between the Valerians and but, the Targaryens. But the, I guess the point is that he could have, obviously, he went there with that intention, yeah. and he could have just made it a command. Like, you, okay, uh, your okay. son will yeah, marry it's true, it's true, it's true. my daughter. It's true. And it's true, it's true. Okay, your children will it. take the name that. Targaryen. Yeah. And, and actually, they would have it. had to do it. They would have. Yeah, without protest. If it was Aegon the Conqueror or let's say Magor the Crow, even though he's like a terrible 
It'll be like, oh, you won't it. do it. Yeah. Cool. They'll walk then out. They'll, Before you know it, Charlie yeah. Vega is yeah, flying yeah. overhead and is about to hire and yeah. haul your shit. So, <laughs> yeah, there's no... And you're, you have dragons. Like, they shouldn't be able to challenge you like that, you know. But here we are. We are we're, so, we're seeing Viserys. Literally, he's... Not only is he, like, the... We see all these fluids and blood coming out of him. Like, it's... Almost representative, every week, cool. representative every of his week. power flowing out of mm. him in a way, you know. I see. Yeah. I see. Man. So they cut to um Renera and um Seleno. They are strolling on the beach and yeah. then they have this conversation about setting their yeah. um their arrangements for their marriage, mm-hmm. having it open because <laughs> um Leno is gay. And you know they all seem to know, and she isn't. So she's like, you know, let's just do this as duty, and then lock it off, and then we'll be doing our own things. So they come to this agreement, pretty, very pretty and decent agreement for this. <laughs> um, Lord Collies and Renera have this intimate dialogue, where they speak of, um, they speak of Lane, they speak of Lainois sexuality and they're like yeah a marriage can really work between them but um Kuala says he's gonna grow out of it that that sh- that statement was just funny to me because i'm like what the fuck you mean <laughs> he's gonna grow out of being gay because he's young bro <laughs> but then um while they continue the conversation she's like their heirs are gonna be in danger because they're not going to accept Renera's queen and she's like she's been there before and she doesn't feel like there's any real possible like positive outcome from this situation because Bacolis is like yeah if that's not going to happen i'm going to do something about it and she's like bro i've been here before and i put it behind me so yeah. there's no like real need to like feel like you yeah. have to do something about it um yeah so from that i got that i feel like i like how for thinking she is mm. and she understands the danger ahead yeah. of everything that's happening now do you think she's right to assume that or do you think she's thinking small by being like you know we can do something about it i mean if this happened to me now i think this is the way to go about it so there won't be a problem yeah but i feel like she's also not trying to find a solution to what it is yeah so i think rainy's um She's obviously aligned with Collis in trying to shore up the power of the Valerians and is trying to find a way to do that. But I don't think that she's necessarily interested in this clamor for the throne itself. Actually. And that's where I think there's Actually. a there's a mismatch in their ambitions because she knows um she knows that and she's not just speaking from her own experience. And if I could go into the history just a little bit, there's been, since the Targaryens came into power, there, they've been, and up to this point in their history, um, there's been a series of incidents where the several women who should have technically the been the ruling right. monarch, but were constantly passed over. So right from the beginning, you have Visenya, who's Aegon the Conqueror's older sister, um, and she felt very salty about that, and she felt that her, at the very least, her children should have been able to have um, to be the the ruler 
um, following Aegon. Um, and she, but she couldn't have children. And one day she has Mago. Uh, we suspect through some weird ritual. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, and then, so um, her, their other sister, Rhaenys' son, who's also called Aegon, he marries his sister called Reyna. Mago kills Aegon. And Reyna feels like, okay, then I should be in power now. Reyna is passed over for her brother, Jaehaerys. Mm. Jaehaerys rules with his sister, Alessan. And um, they, they actually jointly rule, like, pretty Forget equally. That. So Aless- when it comes time for Jaehaerys to appoint his heir, their first son, Aemon, dies. So it should be their daughter, who is the Rhaenys we're talking about now. Mm. But Jaehaerys passes off um, um, Rhaenys to Balon, who is Viserys' father. Okay. Yeah. So Alessandra is very upset and is like, if you don't think a woman should... Actually, she has a really great quote. I think she said something like, um, uh, a king, uh, a ruler needs a, a good heart and a steady head, something like that. Yeah. And she says, a cock is not a requirement. Something like mm-hmm. that. It's a very mm-hmm. funny quote. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, she's making the argument for why um, Rainies should rule. And they actually split up for two years over this, uh, Jaehaerys and um, Alessan. And so I, I feel like Rainies is looking back at all of this history. Visenya was passed. Reyna was passed. Alessan, yeah, sure, she ruled, but she was not the reigning monarch. Um, and then she was passed after that. Her reigning was passed after that. So what are the chances that Rhaenyra is actually going to come to the exactly. throne? Why are we putting our children in the this. line of fire? She yeah, she's you happened born. so many so times. Like, so why are we putting happen. our children in the line of fire, you know? Why can't they just be Lord of like? Why can't they just be Lord of whatever Driftmark, and then we're we're happy with it? Yeah. Um. So to me, she has a really great point there. But if we also go back to the conversation Renera and um and Lenor were having on the beach, which was one of my favorite scenes in the mm. book, uh, sorry, in the in on the, the show, show on the episode. Uh, again, there's a, a slight change here. Which I but I really like. Uh, in the books, Rhaenyra has no interest in marrying Lenor. Um but also there's a bit of a hint that Rhaenyra might be queer herself. Mm, yeah, and true. I think we see that. I in feel the like show when they were showing she and Alison to me, I thought Thank that was you. a girlfriend, honestly. You know that first how episode, is she, opening, lo- how is she gives Alison a certain look. Down. I'm like, yeah. sis. And how they're chilling <laughs> in their God's food and they're yeah. like, I just want to chill with you exactly. my whole life. Flying dragons yeah. and eating cake. I'm yeah. like, yeah, these girls are getting <laughs> Listen, so, um, and later, further down her history, we get a few more hints. Um, so, I feel like the show is, um, driving that storyline just a little bit more and with her openness to Lenor um, and saying that we can have this arrangement and so on. And I really like that. And you know, when they're talking about the food, like, I, well, I yeah, don't like, yeah, well, you don't like, I don't like tomato. <laughs> but if you, right. like, if you like okra soup, right. then you can have your okra soup and I'll have my domedo. I'm like, what the fuck are these guys? So Dinah that, like, that Eat what you want. Literally, eat what you want. That one is also a, a hint back to a conversation. So we see a similar conversation 
but it happens in the small council. Right. And I think the grand master um, says that, well, I don't like fish, but if it's put in front of me, I'm, I'm going to eat, eat it. it. Yeah, so like, 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 you that, know, get but... your shit together and eat the fish, <laughs> you know. Um, so we see a, a very similar, the conversation take a very similar tone um, in the show. And I actually quite prefer them giving um, um, Rhaenyra that agency to to propose what their marriage what should look should like be, yeah. and for Lenor to um, to buy into it. It's it's more agreeable. There's I think there's more of a they are more they have more of a unified front and right. I really like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Speaking of Lenor, they show him and his boy lover now. Mm-hmm. So him and Joffrey, his guy. Yeah, no they one are... should name their children Joffrey. Like, let's just let's <laughs> just a case. Name. You just know that if you have <laughs> that name gonna happen to you. <laughs> But yeah, they picture they show them having fun on the beach. But he's talking about his marriage, and Geoffrey's making jokes about it. Yeah. So they get into this little play fight, and they start making out. But um, from there, Geoffrey tells him also that he thinks he can tell who is you know blowing her back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in the next scene, they show Rhaenyra and Kristen. Kristen yeah. walks over, pulls over for a chat, and then during this chat, he's like, you know what? let's elope i know you're trying to get married for duty we've been banging for like a year and i'm fucking in love with you so what's it gonna be you know let's sail off and go and see oranges in essos <laughs> and he's like it bitch was, it was really, gonna happen it was really the oranges for me <laughs> it was the oranges bro like i don't know where they're going and we can go to volantis and we'll marry and we'll take away our names i'm like bro do you know the name targaryen fuck am i trying to lose my name for it we live as nameless people. <laughs> she's just like, bro, that's not going to happen. Yeah. I have to perform my duty. And he's like, you know what? Let's marry for love, not for the crown. But she's like, I am the crown. So the fuck is it going to be? her shit. You bab. <laughs> so my guy, you know, he's like, you yeah. want me to be a whore? You want me to be a boy toy? And she's like, bro, like, there are no other options for me. And realistically, if you're in my position, same shit I was going to do. So, yeah. I mean, hey. Yeah. But he walks off. He's just like, bro, I can't listen to this. He walks yeah. off. In stomach pains. <laughs> you know, what did you get from that scene? Um, so, Geoffrey and Lena first. Um, again, um, I like that we get to see we get to see that dynamic going with them. It's another expansion. I like when these shows expand um, storylines that we yeah, don't really true. see in, um, in the book. So, I, and show us more of their character. Yeah. Um, Geoffrey is exactly what you would expect from someone named Joffrey. Um, and we get to see more of that. Like, just ridiculous decision-making all Pitches, around. Nicks. All around. All around. But um, Lenor is obvious. and But that they both agree that this is the best possible outcome right. for their situation. And, you know, uh, great. Happy for them. <laughs> but immediately he begins to think about, oh, she she must have a paramour. I wonder who he is. Yeah. Blah, blah. You're like, oh, God, this cannot end well. Um, and Kristen, or as Damon would say, Crispin Cole <laughs> is... Charlie, please. The the again, he's, he's, so, he's one whipped. character. <laughs> he's one character that a lot of book fans do not like. Hmm. But initially, the show had done a pretty good job of, of making sanitizing him. him a bit. Him and Allison, actually making them a lot more likable. Likable. But th- we are beginning to see his crazy. He's n- Charlie. The guy is not correct. I'm telling be. you now. <laughs> yes, he should be. He the proposal he makes 
it makes no sense. Like it really makes no sense. Bro, there's I they guess so off. Like there's been a history of um princesses and prince yeah, on the royals high go high bonds going away. Right. Like Jeheris has a daughter who's currently I think she's in lease and um, living her life charlie she is like uh, a madame like Mm. she's running brothels and whatever she's basically running the kingdom like over there like she's she's good so maybe he's he has those things in mind like oh we could go off and make it whatever but this is the heir to the throne of westeros like what the hell are you asking her to do right now and you know they Smart he's supposed to be Dornish. So the idea of being a male paramour to a, a, a ruling woman monarch should not be that far fetched to him because we see that it's part of Dorn's I mean culture. we see the same parallels between um Daenerys and that her boyfriend she had in um, um 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 I know who you mean. Yeah, the guy was skilled in combat. She yeah. left him there. I forgot. Dario. Yeah, yeah, Dario. No, Dario no Harris. Yeah, is that him? Is that his name? I think there's somebody yeah. else, but I think that's the guy. Like in Essos, right? In Essos, he yeah, was that a boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. And she Dario. left him there. That he should. It was Dario. Yes, it was oh, Dario. She left him there. That yeah, she's going to Westeros, so he should <laughs> take over this place. She's going, <laughs> but it was the same situation. Right. They and weren't going to get married. Yeah, and he knew. He also came at a point and he's like, you know, let's try and do this seriously. But and she's like, Dario in the books is even more eager. He knows that like that shit isn't going, going anywhere, and he's like, fuck it, like I still want this shit. And he, um, I get where. Crispin Cole is coming from and he feels that he's yeah he's soiled his cloak you know yeah, he's trying exactly. to regain his dignity he's and like he that's the like, only thing yeah, I have to my only, fucking name yeah and it's the only way he can uh, you know um, find some kind of dignity um but again that's coming from a very selfish place he's not considering a lot I of mean, things he's not but like I get him because he's like you know <laughs> That's all I have to my fucking name. Like, sure. you know, I'm the first person in my family who has blown. We might blowing ourselves. It just be say I'm king's guard. Like, I haven't done anything. But I'm the first one that went to college. So what's it going to be? Right. Ubab. And it's it's understandable to a certain extent. I'm but really trying to be empathetic. But it's still ridiculous. <laughs> but it's still so ridiculous. No, it is because clearly they've kept it's a sexual so relationship ridiculous. going. Yeah. That first time is likely not the only time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's been over together yeah. all that. So and they've kept already, it going. Yeah, like in the scene where they go to the forest. Yeah. They already seem to have like yeah. a very good relationship. Yeah. So yeah. We imagine being like very good friends. Yeah. Then you guys put sex into the equation now. But so then that's like your girlfriend yeah, now. But, like but she came up with such, I thought, what was a, like a really workable solution. Yeah, yeah that actually know. was the best thing. And saying but like, your money, you know, no like, yeah, and, and yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like, let some princess gonna ask me to be their whole gladly. <laughs> what? <laughs> All I and have to it do was is hold my sword and be pretending right, like, like I'm right. Do something out there for you, like <laughs> Please, I'm vexing too. Um, I beg you. And man. she was, and you can tell that she really cares about him because she was actually. It seemed like she was about to open up about yeah, she was the whole up about prophecy from Aegon exactly. and all of that, and then he just walks away. And maybe if you had heard that, he might have been more sympathetic to her position and say, that, "Okay, I, I understand where you're coming from. Let's try and make it work." But. He's single-minded in his desires and, I guess, his guilt. 
right. and yeah, we we see their their relationship begin to crumble and. Um, I mean, all of this wouldn't have happened if Rhaenyra hadn't um, taken out her horniness on him. So <laughs> this is another case of Targaryens oh like paying for you know their actions. Their like yeah, they're always horniness. they always cause their their own downfall, you know. And we are seeing it happen again. Oh damn! So well, next scene is Alicent summoning Kristen. And what one thing like very little subtle thing that I like about that scene is. Mm. When they come and they tell him, oh, um, your grace wants to see you. He's like, I, I was just with her a minute ago. Mm-hmm. So you can tell even though that happened, they were still hanging. Yeah. They were still chilling or they were still talking, whatever. But then they're like, nah, it's the queen. So he goes to see her while she's trying to ask him, you know, are you supposed to be her god and something would have happened. You're supposed to be yes. with her 25, eh? So something happened. So full and... She's not done asking this question, and he's just like, yeah, I am the one who did it. It is me, and he is I. I am the one who, I am the one who tell, blew her back tell out. Tell Cersei it was me. Tell like, Cersei it was me, you bab. <laughs> and, oh my goodness, what an idiot. What an idiot. Shelly. What an idiot. But this is how, and I mean, with that first scene, I think when he said he was still fulfilling his duty, so he would have had right. to be with Rhaenyra till you know, she settled, blah, blah, and then he leaves. Um... And him confessing to Alicent in that way was obviously the weight of his guilt. Yeah. And it's so crazy. It's one of those things where you're watching but and how you're can like, you be so like, Chandy? I feel like he's hypocritical, like in my opinion, in a sense that you're yeah, doing yourself duty, 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 duty. Right. Work, but you have messing up this, you've been messing up this duty for over a year. Yeah. So if you're really about your duty and your honor and the cloak and my oath and whatever, because you would have had it running yeah, for like be, a year. Yeah, because there's the argument to be made, obviously, that there was a power dynamic that, you know, he was okay, at a yeah, disadvantage of at true. the beginning. That's also true. But it's it an continues. argument to be made. I don't... I I have thought about it, but, yeah. you know, there's an argument to be made there. Yeah. Um, In the last episode, we actually made the argument. Yeah, like when I was right. talking with Zogba, it was the same thing. And he, right. he actually brought my attention to that because... While he gives in later, yeah, there's still a dynamic that he, you he can definitely tell that there he, was a definite no, yeah, there was a definite no when they started, um, and if he felt like he had to give in because of that power dynamic, then still he's at a at a disadvantage. But um, you know, to obviously he also has feelings for yeah, him. yeah. Now so at a certain point, point it, but yeah, it's become, true. I feel like if you look become, at it with that like broader lens, yeah. then. Yeah, then he was in, like, he has been completely taken advantage of. Yeah. And now that he wants what he wants, I kind of get his sonness yeah, more. Yeah, Because so it's more like, ah, when you wanted what you wanted, yes, I give it I to give you. I it to you, exactly. So now that I want this little thing, yeah. and yeah. you're making me look so stupid, yeah, so then it's going to be all... Exactly. So, yeah, there is out. an element of hypocrisy there a little bit, but I, I also think that it's just the situation has led up to a point where he feels like this is what he also needs mm. or this is what he needs to do. Um, and, you know, I, w- I wouldn't necessarily blame him for that. He's also trying to find a way to work through a situation that he didn't ask for, right. I guess. Um, but, yeah, it, it was really frustrating watching that 
scene <laughs> because they were both talking about such different, different things. things. Just and I listened laps, to just go to the <laughs> point, you know, and like she is, if anyone's being hypocritical, like it was her. to like concede. No, because we've heard that That's to accuse the, the a royal, to accuse a yeah, princess it's, it's, or something. It's, like, it's treason. It's treason. It's treason exactly. right. So she can't come out outright. Yeah. Okay, that's that's dead. To say it. That's so dead. yeah, she was beating about the bush. I get that. But goodness, like she is, she is being the hypocrite oh, here Charlie. because she. I don't know how much of a right she has to judge Rhaenyra. Um, you know, f- I mean, considering what she was doing she with she his took, dad for however dad. many months, uh, and she I mean, again, some Legos, and she wanted <laughs> <some. laughs> the Legos again. It was at the instigation of her father. She yeah, was yeah, young, yeah. She blah, was blah, blah, pushed, but she kept that from her but best she friend. Kept it. So if your best friend is also keeping something from you. Fair play, Why like you know, like yeah. Approach her and talk to her about it. Why are you going behind her back? But but this is what we see, like their whole relationship. All the relationships are beginning to fall apart, right? Because no one is talking to each other, um, and so obviously, Crispin um, confesses um, <laughs> and throws a, a new wrench into the works. Uh, now Alison is so like, now oh, Alison is like, yeah, did she really just do Damon the night or she did both of she them? She did both of them. Like, it I feel like, like in her head yeah, is both. Because he wasn't, he didn't say, um, I slept with Rhaenyra, yeah, but Damon didn't. But Damon didn't. Yeah, exactly. as, far as, so as far as she knows, she slept with both of them, exactly. which is like... Because exactly. <laughs> the main accusation was Damon exactly. in the first place. So it's... Uh, do you think she knows? Do you think she knows? Do you think she knows that um do you think Otto knows? Wait, what was I gonna ask? I was trying to ask okay, okay. US okay, I think that's cool, think, cool, cool. Yeah, let's put that question aside. But yeah, King Viserys is next scene, King Viserys is still getting treatments and you know, they're like the leeches or the other minister said he's prepared some herbal tea, yeah. some cocoa drew. Mm-hmm. So like <laughs> is he gonna take in? He's like, nah, he shouldn't. He prefers this. And yeah. then Lana is in the room and Lana is just like, bro, this nigga's gonna fucking die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but then they have this conversation, it's like, Do you think, you know, I'm a good king? Do you think mm-hmm. they're going to sing songs about me? Do you think I've been a good man? And Lana is like, I mean, You've been, you haven't had to do anything. You've just been chilling and whatever. But he feels like because he hasn't been tested, yeah, he hasn't gone on any crazy missions. Yeah. He has like nothing sig- significant has happened in his time. So you know, yeah. Balana is like you know people get tested and the testing be fucking testing. Yeah. It. So if you haven't been tested, it's okay. Just you know, and then. They have another like exchange, and while Lana is trying to reply, he's like, You know, you're yeah. always right, you're always yeah, right, yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah, you know. What so you mean? Here, um, so with the Maces, we see the younger one who's called Orwell, I believe, and yeah, he's going Orwell. to. So, I don't know, me, I feel like it's because he's black. <laughs> he tried to suggest I something mean, and the guy's I like, mean let's go there but no is it cause I, he black really, <laughs> really like the uh, Westeros doesn't have because even looks like a KKK in the right right like, let's, let's right, draw the line there the thing right, looks like a I KKK mean Westeros doesn't have the same sort of racial tensions but let's be exactly. real but also um, he plays he plays a, a larger role in the whole dance of the dragons to come like uh, so I like that they are they are showing him now and 
we are hearing his voice, um, and we are seeing that dynamic between him and the older Mister, uh, who is um, clearly to me like that whole interaction was more evidence to my high tower Mister, um, uh, or my high tower citadel conspiracy. conspiracy. They are trying to kill this man. Slowly but surely, they are trying to off Play the series. And Mr. Leeches, everything. Let's get the leeches. Let's get the leeches. And at this point, is anyone going to speak up and say, oh, can we try the other person's, like, Treatment. you know, this, yeah. this second opinion? Uh, but this guy's so, just like kofa para, kofa para. Like, this guy's like I'm it's like kofa para. We're just like bro, like this nigga's fucking gonna die. Literally. Um, so yeah, there's that which was which was really interesting to me and to me confirmed my my little theory there. But um, it's also really really interesting to see Viserys just reflecting and thinking about his legacy. <coughs> Excuse me, and all of that. And I think, rightly so, we don't see... And in one interview, George R. R. Martin says that um, the actor, I think, what's his name? I forget. Um, he plays the role with a certain like tragic majesty that mm. really didn't come across in the books. And you see, he's my favorite um, performance in the whole show. Oh, really? Yeah, he's killing it. Um, he When you see that really jovial... Um, um, indulgent side of Viserys. Um, he plays it perfectly, but then you see when he's trying to be more authoritative. Yeah. But then he plays it with a thing of you know when someone is trying to be hard, but they are not really. Yeah. Not really yeah. That hard. Yeah. It, so it really comes across. I'm like, I love this performance, and yeah, just the the subtlety of his reflection in that moment. It made me think about you know. It, it just made me go back to thinking about the various Targaryen kings that we see throughout the history. And the way... Um, and one thing we don't know, it's not revealed yet in the books, but has been revealed in the show, is this prophecy from Aegon about, you know, the coming um, uh, long night and that a Targaryen king has to be on the throne. It's a really interesting revelation and it really kind of opens up your eyes into what's going on with a lot of these Targaryen kings and why they behave the way that they do. Yeah. Um, because clearly there's a weight of this prophecy that is on them. So I feel like each Targaryen king that comes to the throne is thinking, how, what do I do to, to, um, you know, to fulfill my part in this, in this prophecy that has been given? Um, and we see that there are a couple of types of Targaryen kings. They are the very warlike um, you know, aggressive ones, they are warriors. And clearly, if you think about it in the context of the prophecy, for them, brute force is what is going to, right. you know, be I mean, because I feel like even Daenerys was like that. She was very hot blooded. Like, yes, she let's was. Always to fight. A let's extent, always fight. Yeah. I mean, um, she's like peace, but like violence. Yes, <laughs> peace yes. with a hint of violence. So, a little bit of display. Like, <laughs> <laughs> solemn yeah. or no yeah, um oh, so wow. there are those warlike ones and then they are like the more bookish ones who are they are clearly going after um and we see that more after the dragons die we see a lot of um more bookish kings come right. up um they are looking at they are looking for arcane knowledge how can we bring the dragons back um um looking at religious. magic more they are more religious, religious and and things like that um, so there's that type, and then there are those who just sort of seem to give up the fight. They don't. They don't do anything. They 
drink, mm. fuck, they are here for a good whatever. time, not a long time. <laughs> through, through the rain, not a long time. And Viserys <laughs> is described as one of those, mm. you know, he's not really doing anything. Right. He's partying, he throws parties, he wants everyone to be happy. He's always trying to reconcile people. He's just, he's, he doesn't have authority or doesn't display it. And it really doesn't have to be like that because Viserys, he can he can hold a certain claim to the throne that a lot of other Targaryen kings don't, just by the mere fact that he was able um, to pair with Belarion, the the Black Dread. The Black Dread. And it's one of the those largest symbols, dragon, the yeah, dragon that was used that in ever, like the yeah. all of Westeros. In it. There are three symbols of the kingship that you know people usually claim to really show their their right to the throne. Either right. um, Blackfire, the sword, which we've seen him holding. Aegon's crown or um, a dragon, particularly in the early days, Valerian. If you could ride Valerian, then yeah, okay, you must yeah, be king. Exactly. And he's a, so he has all so of what? this. So he really shouldn't be operating from a place of weakness like that. And then another thing that the show adds, another element that the show adds, which I think is really interesting, is we see him building this model of old Valeria. Right. So clearly, this is someone who has some knowledge of architecture and all of that. If there's no war that you that will make you this famous conqueror, if maybe you're not particularly wise, what do you do as a king? You I build Legos. infrastructure like I build Legos. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, but and yeah, we see yeah. Jeharis do this. Jeharis is the king who um um he did the the uh what is it what's it called? The road that goes all the way from King's Landing to the to the north. Is it the King's Road? I forget yeah, what that is. the King's Road, road right? Yeah. Um, so that's Jeharis's big claim to, yeah, claim to fame is that he did that. Mago, as evil as he was, he finished the, the, the Red Keep. Mm. And so, you know, there are all of these kings who do dif- different things. Ares II, Daenerys's um dad he wanted to build he also had a vision of a white shining city and he wanted to build that i mean he went crazy so he he was never able to but you know the show is giving us this extra extra layer to viserys and showing us that he has some skill he has something to offer but he's not doing shit you know so now that he's questioning all of that is really, really interesting to see. And, you know, Lionel is also really honest with him. And I think yeah. he appreciated that honesty. Um, but I thought that was a really nice touch. I, I really love that scene. Right, right. So we get into the last epic mm. 20 minutes, mm. which is the dragon wedding. So this is the wedding of Lenor and Rhaenyra's. So this scene opens with, you know, the chief king's guard introducing the houses, the powerful houses, as they walk in. So the Lannisters come in first, come and bow to the king, and this guy once again is here talking shit to the king. I'm surprised he hasn't been, like, beheaded yet. But this thing was funny, because you know that face that, like, Daenerys used to make when they're talking shit to her? Now you see Rhaenyra's. But you see now Renera and, and Viserys making the same face yeah. <laughs> when he's talking shit again. And he's like, you know, where's Alison? Oh, she's not here. This is why women can't go to war. They are always <laughs> late for everything. And they are both like, bro, like, f- fuck it. This joke is fucking dead. Can you just go? Like. You know. But then, yeah, the next scene is the high towers. They walk in. And before they come in, they get cut off by... um. The cousin of 
Lady Rhea. She he comes in and he he starts to talk about her and then yeah, while he's talking, they're just like, you know what, fuck off. And then now we enter the scene of the Valerians walking in. The drums get a little the drums get a little louder. There's a little more bass. <laughs> <laughs> they put in a little more bass in the you know, the drinks start getting going around more. Because there's bad bitches in the building. Listen, and then when they walk right. in, let's just talk about the swag. That was like, black excellence, bro. Like, they are blonde locks. They are fucking black and gold. They came in shining in that candlelight. They are terrible wigs. Were moisturized. Sitting high they and were moisturized. Like, <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> no, that, that entrance was... like. Ever since I it saw it in the trailers everything. and the teasers, I was like, I cannot wait. I ca- they, they look so regal. Yes. They look everything. so important. They look so rich. Like, they look like yeah. we belong, you know? And it's, it's really interesting because a lot of fans obviously had trouble with the fact that they were cast as a black family. But funny enough, didn't have issues with the fact that Rain is in the book. She has black hair. Yeah. She doesn't have the, oh, interesting. the gold, uh, the, the silver, silver gold, hair. whatever, platinum hair. Um, and it's actually a, ma- a major issue in we see running through the books where there are some heirs who don't have the t- Targaryen look. All right. Yeah, there are a couple of really good heirs too who didn't have the Targaryen look. Um, and so a lot of people rejected them. So that was one of the things that sort of went against Rainey's, uh, the fact that she had black hair, not the Targaryen um, silver blonde hair. Mm. But I thought that the changes worked, like to see that family coming in, like beautiful black people like that. Mm. Those wigs are dodgy as hell, but... Like it's fine. It's fine. We're gonna think about that. Like, no, that entrance was amazing, and no one can talk shit about that. It was, it was perfect. It was crazy. Um, So while we are here, Damon returns after being banished for like the infinite time. (laughs) Walks over. He doesn't even just go and sit anywhere. He walks over to the high table, and you know, this time there's no one to like put a sword to his (laughs) armor. He just walks in. And then, even before he sets the serious orders for them to prepare a seat and a plate for him. Yeah. And then, uh, King Viserys starts giving the introductory speech for the wedding, and he's interrupted by Lady Alison's <sighs> arrival. And this wonderful green emerald robe. <laughs> and while she walks to her seat, Laris is, you know, talking about it, because he's like, oh my God, there's something crazy happening here, because they're supposed to be from the same place. Yeah. So he gets that when high tower, when house high tower wears green, that is their call for, you know, there's beef in the streets and we gotta strap up. Mm. You know, that's their call for it. So and when she walks up, she addresses Renera as stepdaughter. And this is like the most solid line we've seen drawn between we've seen that has been drawn between them. Stepdaughters. Stepdaughter, like, like <laughs> friend. Oh, you know, I don't know. Call her an acquaintance. I don't know, but like Something. stepdaughter it's is very like, aggressive. It's like, very, very aggressive. It's like drawing a line, you know. Strong, it's like strong, strong yeah. ass line. Yeah. Like even she decided to not even arrive. Yeah. Any, yeah. Which was <laughs> clearly intended because she's like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, even lucky I'm going to show up for this fake shit. Ugh. So if I'm here... You might as well know where you are. Like, yeah. you know your place in yeah. my life now. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, be addressed as stepdaughter. 
What did you get from that? From that? From so that if I can just run through the line quickly of all the arrivals very quickly. Right. So the Lannisters, I I love it. They are playing that Lannister energy to perfection. The Lannisters are sneaky. Um, we we know that actually they right from the beginning of their history they stole Castle Rock from they the Castellies. So guys, if you don't know, like, this, the yeah. Lannisters actually stole Castle Rock. They weren't born into they it. They weren't born into it. There they was some up. family, and then exactly. I think he tricked the guy into going somewhere, yep. and then he went somewhere, and then they killed him or something, and then they took over the castle. Like yeah. it wasn't that they were born into it. No, those niggas. It's, it's the like among the really high noble families, they they weren't they weren't yeah. counted among. There's the Tyrells as well, who were stewards um, to the former ruling family at High Garden. Right. Um, uh, their name ex- escapes me, and um, but at least they were they were stewards. They were still high born. Yeah. The Lannisters were nothing. So they are always grasping for power. They are always trying to get Valyrian steel. They've been wanting to get dragons. They, yeah. There's a, an amazing theory about how the Lannisters might have actually contributed to the doom of Valyria in some way. Really? Yeah, it's interesting. really interesting. But maybe you should do an episode about theories. Like, actually, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually. Um, I think maybe if they take like one gap week. Right, right, exactly. Um, so... Um, the the sneakiness and just the whole he was just dripping with slime like you know this <laughs> Jason Lannis or whatever his name is yeah, but Jason. I think it's perfection and the actor is playing both himself and then the the twin brother who's oh, on the okay. who's on the the small yeah, council yeah, and council. he's an amazing actor I loved all of that um, the the high towers coming in as well well fuck them. <laughs> and the, and the, the um, Lady Rhea's cousin to um, coming up, you know, yeah. Claire, we talked about that a little bit in the beginning. Um, he's, he's trying to fight for her honor in some way, and we'll see a more in- interesting interaction with that later. We talked about the Valerians. Damon is just... Damon is a horrible person. I think that everyone <laughs> needs to know and accept. But he, it, they make it so hard to hate him. Like, mm-hmm. he has just this air about him. And again, yeah, something yeah, else like I said was like that. that I, you like, do I one hate, dope thing, then yeah, you do one is one of those people who will bully you, but you still want to be their friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just a terrible person, and he know, but he knows his power, right. is the thing. Something that Viserys, there's a big difference between him and Viserys. And he knew that there was no way that Viserys would, um, you know, have him thrown out or whatever. They try and keep a united front, the, the, the Targaryens, as much as they can. Until you have people like the High Towers coming into their family and then splitting them apart. Yeah. As much as they actually do keep, they, they fully love each other. Mm. Um, so as much as there's conflict and all of that, there was no way Viserys would have had any other type of reaction. And it was so funny to see Damon just give him a, that slight nod of the head and go and sit down with a smirk on his face. Like, my Smith is playing him to perfection. Yeah. And Damon is, yeah, Damon is terrible, but um, yeah, we, we hate to love him. And then Alicent to it's, Again, one of the changes, or well, not even a change, but it's just an expansion of the law, I guess, and a really interesting one that the green um, flame atop the high tower um, is a call to war, call calling to their war, banners. Yeah. Because you can see the high tower is very lo- high, uh, tall, and you can see it for miles around. Mm. So, yeah, their bannermen would see that. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and green, we've seen that green flame in 
that world is also wildfire. Wildfire. Yeah. Oh, whoa. So it's whoa. really interesting. It's it's hinting at that chaotic nature yeah. of it. You can't put a wildfire. If you try to throw water you on wildfire, it will, it will, it will, it will yeah. catch the water or catch fire and all of that. So it's, again, like really symbolic of this chaos that's about that's to occur. And I thought that was a really um, nice expansion of the law because we've never gotten that in the books to say that that's what the green the green yeah, dress represents. represented or, or meant. So I really like that touch. That it was all a really great scene. Right. So the next scene is the dance, literal dance of the dragons. <laughs> Lenor and Rhaenyra take the floor to dance. And then they have this little conversation where she's like, you know, I've never been much of a dancer. And Lenor is like, you know, it's no different to combat. And then she says, let's hope that that's not... Let's hope for a different outcome. <laughs> and yeah. for me, that line was so much foreshadowing. Yeah. Like, Game of Thrones has this thing that, like, when you watch the seasons back, like, I used to start doing that thing. Like, when there's a new season coming, I try to watch. Yeah. So I think from, like, season five, mm. when season six was about to drop. And you see how much intricately the story is written? Because they'll say something, yeah. like, which is a direct foreshadowing season one, which will play pay off in season three or something they say is season three which will pay off in season seven yeah so i felt like that was like one of those lines like as soon as i heard it, i was just like yeah yeah you know this is going to be something yeah it was it was great for foreshadowing and um yeah i like I li- it was really great writing um confession i stopped watching game of thrones after season <laughs> five i <laughs> i mean i couldn't if take it into the books i think i I couldn't I take it. You know, I've been, I've been, I've been called a book purist, and yeah. possibly I am. You are confident. <laughs> you want brand, but here's the Come thing: I, brand. I don't, I don't mind changes that make sense, and I don't mind. And the thing also is, I don't mind changes that are consistent with the story that's been told through whatever medium. Game of Thrones was beginning to contradict its own changes, and yeah. nothing made Let's sense. Let's not go into that. Let's, Let's not go into that. But I mean, you, when you talk, I was like, Charlie, focus. let me just <laughs> focus on the question. <sighs> okay, okay, we're asked. not we're not going to go into D and D slander yeah, right now. Let me let me let me find a zen place in my soul. When I start, Charlie, let's go next scene. Let's next scene. Okay, next scene. Next scene is yeah. So next scene is the high towers. Um, house high tower they catch Alicent on the side and they're like you know whatever happens you know the the house high tower is with you um yeah yeah like old town stands with you yeah you know do you think that was from him observing her choice of fit and knowing that yes. when you pull the green out it means we sh- like we gotta strap up definitely and I wonder I wonder if everyone caught, caught that. it. Yeah. Because if so I want to I don't know. If everyone I did, if everyone clocked, but I think Viserys has been off. No, Viserys won. He has never really been reading. If ninety nine if there are hundred <laughs> people in a room and ninety nine people caught what it meant, Viserys would be that one person oh who my did God. it. <laughs> I shouldn't get it. Because he hasn't been reading like, like he hasn't <laughs> been able to read that. She Viserys, doesn't really yeah, like Viserys the situation. Would not. And maybe, may, well, 
uh, Rhaenyra is pretty smart, but she's young, so maybe she also didn't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think she but, got it. Yeah, but, but I feel like clearly, they, there's also some tension. Yeah, between yeah. But cl- clearly, the high towers got. Yeah, what they she got was what doing, it was because they're like you know if like she's standing strap, tall. Da, 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 like they are ready. They are call ready. up the homies. It's about to go but down. This is We're their strapped. conspiracy again. I'm sticking with it. This is their conspiracy coming into full play and you know all the pieces are falling into place for them mm. and so obviously yeah they are ready to take the next step right next scene lord royce walks up again and he confronts damon about lady Rhea's death. <laughs> this is actually where we find out that they were cousins but from the right. first scene we oh, don't you're right no no she said she called him cousin in the first scene. yeah no i don't think she said anything mm. she was just like you no, know, she said cousin. She really did. Let's okay, bet. Then I, don't think <laughs> I mean, let's bet. Go check it out. 5K, 5K. Right. I don't remember. You said if you get blocked. <laughs> this is my golden ticket. But yeah, this is where like, he co- explicitly says so that they were cousins. Yeah. So that's when he's like, and Damon is just like, and you are who? Like, why are you talking to me? He's like, and who are you? And? And? Like, like, <laughs> it's tone. Why the fuck uh. are you talking to me? <laughs> And then he tells him that I'm even supposed to inherit the place because I was a husband and now that she's dead, I'm supposed to inherit it. has some nerve. So even <laughs> you, like, you know, you can't talk to me anyhow. One and two, I'm about to kick you out of your home. <laughs> so, yeah, just step back. <laughs> it, it, the thing is that it doesn't work like that in Westeros. Like, you cannot inherit your, your um, wife's things yeah. especially if you're not like it does not work like that so and i think he knew that but was taunting you see damon one thing he noticed about damon is damon will lie against his own self-interest just, just to, to get at you just to get at you what an idiot like uh, he's done it twice to the series already he will like we we suspect um that uh, a lot of fans suspect that he did. He never said the the, uh, the air for a day yeah. thing, but he he. But he, on, never, he never like denied he, he was, just white lies he's around. So it. quick to see an opportunity, yeah. like he always that, just white lies Charlie, around. He has such a. He also never mind. ever said he slept around yeah. too. When they so said it, he I was just like, I mean, if he he simply like he had no intention right. of going to like ask for runestone or whatever, but it was just like, oh, let me find one more thing to write. Let me <laughs> piss this guy in addition, off. <laughs> in addition, like a little razzle dazzle. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fool. Child. But yeah, the next scene, Damon and Lena Valerian, they start exchanging mm. looks and vibes. She takes to the floor. He follows her. Yeah, and then they start exchanging. Oh, you're so pretty. Oh, yeah, you're also not married anymore. What's it gonna be? Do you think there's something supposed to happen between them? I feel like that was just building for something yeah, to happen. Yeah, between they're, them, definitely, but, they're definitely. But she's living. really nice. I don't want her to have chaos in her life, man. <laughs> this guy's chaos. But the thing is that if anyone, I feel like if anyone can handle Damon, it's someone like her. She mm. is a complete badass. Right. She, Elena, she is, is a complete Damon, she's ba- a badass. Rider, yeah. So and we're good. Like, like from, shit. yeah, we, we don't see that too, yeah. uh, we don't see that in the show, but um, again, if you take the books as a, like just a supplementary um, to give you more of an expansive knowledge of the world, you know that, yeah, she's, She's a dragon rider at this point already. Yeah, yeah. They even say, no, like I said, episode two, when um, Rhaenyra is like the stepstones and she's like, oh, we have dragon riders, yeah. send us. Yeah. The only dragon, like, kids that we've seen are supposed to be Rhaenyra, 
Leno. Leno yeah. and yeah. Um, Lena. Yeah. And at that time, they were like 10 or some shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so, even as at that age, she's like, yeah. take us to go and do the Those, the, those kids, like, were, <laughs> they were aged up in the show a bit, but yeah, I they think, were I think Renera started writing Cyrax from when she was seven, like really? in the books. Like, she was really young. Baddie. Right? So, um, and we'll see more of Lena. She's she's so badass, Shelly. Um, and there's something, there's definitely tension Excuse me. There's definitely tension um, building up between her and Damon. Mm. Again, this weirdness of the the incestuous thing, <laughs> which I think, you know, we are meant. I, one thing I think these shows are failing at, both Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. And I don't have a lot of criticisms for House of the Dragon, but one speak of the on things it, speak on it. is that I think the unlike the books, they don't have us question the whole incestuous yeah, yeah, arrangement. Yeah, you are meant to question don't. it. You're meant to question if this is even necessary. They and don't. and this is one of the things that um, I think we, we see here is that the, the Targaryens are intermarrying within their family to keep their bloodlines pure, pure. so that they can Whatever control that dragons. And okay, yeah, so yeah, that they, because okay, it's, yeah, it's yeah, in the blood, yeah, in the blood yeah. apparently. Yeah, so it's that's blood magic, magic that they used to yeah. control the, the, dragons. the dragons. So yeah. you're you're doing all of this so that um presumably at the last show when the long night comes and the others come and all of that, you have a pure blood Targaryen who can control, can control dragons. dragons da, da, da. Yeah. But then we see at the end of Game of Thrones that it's Aya that you know actually takes a hit. Um, delivers the fi- delivers the, the final blow, blow right yeah. and vanquishes the the night king which obviously won't be like that in the books thank god but <laughs> um but if we're going by the the show law we realize that yeah they did the targaryens didn't need to do any of that shit so you're meant to be questioning throughout this whole thing this incest thing is weird and they don't need to be doing it but i feel like it's glorified just a little bit um, or either that or they're just leaving it to uh, the audience to, you know, make up their mind about it. But the way I watch it mm. is to question it. Like, this really I mean, they do it and they make me feel like, honestly, um, Ceci and... Um, what's his face? Jamie. Jamie. They actually, like, it wasn't that bad, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. it wasn't that bad. They she says this is in one day, people. Yeah, right. You know what the tagging is we're doing. Yeah, right, hey, people, right. We just found out about We are only two. Why people making it yeah, every theirs was Why not, people, they hype? Like, theirs, theirs was not from a place of this sort of yeah. spiritual, rich, r- ritualistic. Ritual, like, yeah. they were just literally banging as brother and sister. That's all. Uh, <laughs> and, and could... Her go, husband like, didn't even like it. Like, bro, right, like... Right. So when I look back, I'm was just like you know we're too harsh <laughs> that was them. yeah that was that was tame that was oh tame compared to what the targaryens us. were doing yeah. um but but sorry just another um while we're on the subject just uh, i think that i think the listeners might find interesting is that um during jaharis's time as king he promoted something called like a, a doctrine of exceptionalism mm. that because there was a big pushback against by the the religion of the seven and all yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the faith of the seven about yeah. the, them being ancestors and, and, yeah, and all exactly. of that. But they position themselves as we are almost like gods. Yeah, we yeah, are yeah. above human. And yeah. they are described, the Targaryens in the, in the books are described as they are just otherworldly beautiful like yeah. they should not like no one in westeros looks like them when you see a targaryen you'll you will see. know 
okay. right away that this person is not one of us. So they, they promoted this doctrine of exceptionalism, would send people around Westeros, like talking about how great and um, almost the Aryan, above the human. Aryans, the yes, Aryans. They are. They were Nazis. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. They were Nazis. So, so um, yeah, so it's 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 a it's a interesting part of the law that I thought I'd mention. Mm. Yeah. So um next scene like I just larger scene, but like next scene is um Joffrey, Lena's boyfriend, Idiot. walks up to Kristen and he's like, you know, but he cannot he has observed that your man is having stomach pains throughout the whole <laughs> wedding. He can't look at them dancing. He couldn't look at them walking. He couldn't. <laughs> so he's like, bro, this guy's hot and bothered. So he walks up to him and, yeah. you know, he starts, I know your secret. I hope you know my secret. <sighs> so let's just both keep our secrets and let's have a good time. While they get married and we'll be banging a couple on the side. <laughs> so he says that he walks away. But I don't know. Did you think there was, do you think... Kristen was supposed to be provoked by that. Because in the next scene, it's literally yeah, him after from, a while getting I mean, for, if you think about it from his position, it would have seemed like a provocation because he's already now exposed to Alison, who's now who wields a certain level of power over him based on the knowledge that she yeah. has. Um, and someone else is coming up to you to say that I know as well. So it's almost like, oh shit, like I'm being exposed on every side. You know, he'll, it'll drive him a little bit crazy. Right. From, um, I definitely think that Joffrey had a couple of intentions. Like he definitely meant to tell him that I've got something on you. If you ever see me with, with, um, Lenore, da, 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 like you have to cover my back. Yeah. I'll cover yours. Yeah. Like, I thought it was like, there was no uh, malice behind the inter interaction. I, I don't think that malice was the primary intention, mm -hmm. but there's definitely like a hint, hint thing going on here. Yeah. Wink, but wink. also, I know, right? But I also think he was hitting on him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but this actually goes. Um, this actually goes to a detail in the books. I don't. Like, I think I can mention this. It's not necessarily uh, a, a spoiler. spoiler. It's a spoiler. It's spo okay, spoiler alert, people. No, don't spoil. <laughs> Should I not? It's it's not a spoiler, hint though, it, but anyway. It, it. Just it, there's, it. A, there's a hint that um, um, just Leno, Leno's sexual escapades were quite broad like mm, like and really? welcoming of like, really? other oh. Oh, really? people. Yeah. So I feel like it's a hint to that. It's like... We if wouldn't mind if you joined us. If like, you're about you know? it, if you're about it, and yeah, you really want yeah, to get down yeah. like that, so I know so, a spot. Yeah, I know I a spot like that was at the very least like it was a callback to that mm. to that uh, little detail. So there was a couple of things going on in terms of um, Joffrey's intentions. I don't think it was entirely malicious for sure, but if you put yourself in Crispin's shoes, you are definitely going to think I'm in danger. Yeah. 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 God damn. But then yeah, so next scene is Damon taking Renera and then they have this exchange where he's like, you know, they start speaking their high Valerian again. Mm. But he's like, I know you don't want this. And she pushes him. She's like, Okay, if you know I don't want this, I'm not married yet. Take me. Your wife is dead. Yeah. Take me to Dragonstone and yeah. marry me. Take me as your wife. Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you think she meant it? Or that was just oh, like she one hundred percent. If Renira had her way, she her and Damon would be definitely together. And I thought it was a really interesting callback. I to thought the, she was still pissed at him. Like when he's walking in, she looks like this guy. She'll be pissed, but like did me still. dirty like <laughs> he just did me dirty and yeah, disappeared for yeah. you. And the be, next time I'm seeing him, yeah, no, she'll definitely be pissed, but. Um, again, it's that Targaryen thing. Like they still love each other in spite of all of that. Um, I think that she was not entirely being unserious there, mm. um, and it's uh, it's actually um, yeah. She was. You could say that she was calling back to that um, um, the people north of the wall. Uh, their tradition of the way you get married to someone is by stealing them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's she's basically saying. Um, if you want me, take me like mm. now and like make it happen. Obviously, it's unrealistic. It's not going to happen. It would be. It would mean war. But yeah, she's she's doing what he does to a lot of people. She's taunting him, right? And saying you can't you can't take what you want, can you? If like, you're about it, do <laughs> but, it. But it was also interesting in that um, you, you never hear Damon compliment anyone or talk like really positively about people. So. Him saying uh, Leno is a fine knight, da, da, da. it was really interesting because when you think back to, I think, episode three, he implements um, Leno's strategy. Yeah. Uh, and going to, like, and going kill to the, what's his name? The crab, crab, what's his crab name? Crab feeder. feeder. Yeah. It was, that was Leno's strategy. Yeah. Um, so he clearly has a lot of respect for Leno. Um, and not surprising, he's half Targaryen, so yeah. that that makes sense. And then we see that even um, Corlys and Damon have a really good relationship. So I I thought it was a nice touch for him to not be as aggressive about Leno as he is with other people. Right. So next we see this big fight breaking out because yeah. Kristen is obviously provoked. He takes Joffrey and Leno down. And while there's this He's riot, yeah, while there's this riot, um, Howen signals, um, no, um, Lionel signals Howen, which is his son, Howen Strong, to you know get Rhaenyra out of there. Mm-hmm. He walks in, cuts through the crowd, pushes everyone aside, picks up Rhaenyra, and you know takes her out of the situation. Um, Joffrey faces his death because he's beaten in the face, like till his skull is crushed. All of that, Charlie. and bro, like, <laughs> and we see King Viserys bleeding out of a different hole this time. <laughs> he gets this crazy nose bleed, and he's on the verge of collapsing. Leno later slides over the floor to his dead lover mm. in tears. Yeah, that, that was chaos, man. That was chaos. <laughs> that was. I don't know what we should call this wedding. We've had the red wedding. This is the dragon wedding. Joffrey one, the purple wedding. wedding. The purple wedding. What we the need a wedding. we need a color for this, this one. one. I don't know if it's the golden <laughs> like, wedding, the silver wedding. No, he really. Well, that, was that was that was really crazy, and I don't know what his his like thought process was. We see obviously in previews. I'm sure everyone has seen. He's still a king's guard years mm-hmm. later. So I'm really interested to see how he gets away with this. Um but it was it was wild. It was wild. It was wild. And um um it was really interesting to see Howin going on um, Lionel Signal to save yeah. Renner. Again, we are seeing this 
Howen, it's like Rhaenyra, they have a very strong thing. Dynamic. Yeah, no, the strongs are a unit. They are yeah, there. yeah, and we're we're seeing we're seeing them play the game again here a little bit. Um, and did am I tripping or did Damon hit Lenor in the like? I think was someone, it was Kristen. Was it, it was okay? Someone, I was like, uh, poor Lenor, Charlie. Yeah, 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 yeah. like on his wedding <laughs> but, day. But Damon hit groom. someone, did they? Uh, maybe I, I no, can't I don't remember. Think no, Damon okay, okay, okay. Damon was talking to Renera, right? Time, so. so yeah, that that whole bit was it was quite crazy, uh, but it was just we could see it all building up, like when the drums are going yeah. and like the music, like you could feel the tension, the tension building. I was like, something is about to explode here. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, next scene is the wedding still going on. The wedding that they said we're going to do in seven days. Viserys is just like, fuck it, let's do it today. So, while they are still in the room, how they're still blood on the floor, I don't know if they've cleared the tables yet. No, no, no. But it's like, it's fuck like, it, they're exchanging, <laughs> yeah. they're exchanging vows. Through tears. <laughs> Through tears on Leno. Oh, while Leno is still <laughs> shedding tears of him just losing his yeah. boyfriend at his wedding. Um, Renera also appears to be like sad about it, yeah, because she's also like sad for the like this guy is crying and not supposed to be marrying him, yeah, and we're only supposed to do this thing out of duty, you know, yeah, and like all of this shit is happening, yeah. and and she's probably also dealing with the guilt of seeing that it was uh, um, Cole who it was, yeah, it was, so she's like, shit, lover, who yeah, this is what, what have I done? Almost, yeah. I can imagine that she's right. feeling, yeah. Right. I kind of get that. I get that too. And while this is happening, we see Kristen, who is now like feels completely done, and he walks over to the God's Wood to, yeah. you know, and right as right about when he's about to off himself, Alison steps in and she's like, "Yo," and then he does not do it yeah. anymore. What yeah. did you get from that scene? This was probably my favorite scene um, in the whole episode. Because it, it just it just speaks to the law in a really interesting way. Um so a couple of minutes. Let me let me deep Go dive into small. It. Go into it. Um, Get into it. So we see that there are um I mentioned the first man families, which right. um the, the strongs will be a first man family. And the way you know you can tell uh, first man families, they usually have these short descriptive names. names. So there's strong, there's stark, there's mud, you know, like and it's always kind of yeah earthy whatever um and a lot of the first men migrated from the south up north uh, so a lot of them settled in in the in the southern regions and we find out that coal is um from the from dawn or the dawnish marches um and with that name with that monosyllabic name there's a there's a strong um chance that he is um a, a first man heritage so it was really interesting to see him go to do this suicide thing. What would they call it in Japan? Like I can't remember, but he was going to kill himself in front of the weirwood. And we know that this is a tradition of the first men. Mm. Um, in, in the Song of Ice and Fire books, you see that Bran has a vision um, that takes him into the past. Um, and he sees someone being sacrificed to the weirwood. To the weirwood and trees. he's in the tree so he can 
taste the blood as it goes Sheesh. down to the roots the rips. and all of that. Um, and yeah, it's did he like the taste? <laughs> does it say if he, he didn't? Uh, he, well, Bran has tasted blood before. Okay. Like that's it activates the power. So there's yeah. a he's given like some kind of paste which we suspect as blood mm. um, and a, a certain yeah, yeah, character, yeah, 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 a major character's yeah. blood. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be his first time, actually, <laughs> his first actually. rodeo, Charlie. Um, so it's it's a it's a first man tradition to sacrifice or you know to offer blood to the weirwood trees um so it kind of um it strengthened that this thought i've been having about the significance of the weirwood tree in in the godswood um the red keeps godswood and how that might play into um a character like um, Larry Strong mm. and the possibility that he's a green seer right. who might be looking through at the, the events through the tree and he would have witnessed this whole mm, interaction going on. Yeah, yeah. and they are both, uh, so they would both have um, the Strongs and Cole, they would both have this first man heritage um, that would, even if they don't practice, because a lot of the southern first men, they don't practice the old, uh, worshipping the old gods anymore. But it would be part of their heritage to the point where they would understand the significance of if I'm going to die, let me go and do it in front of the the mm, the, the, the heart tree, not not in the temple, the sept or something. Because he could like have that. done it anyway. Exactly. So I think there was a major, major significance there, and I think, at least, I hope that it is it is driving um, to something that is more like. Um, law intensive because we didn't mm. really get the, more of the fantasy That's side. That's it's true. something that we didn't get a lot in Game of Thrones right. and I'm hoping that you know these little hints mean that we'll be getting more of that in House of the Hopefully, Dragon. Yeah, yeah because we've like already got the so prophecies much more like and all of that. Yeah, yeah. That so I really liked that scene and the significance just this pointing to the old the first men and the old gods religion and then um, possibly Larry's looking in on all of it and then Alison coming in just cementing her power and authority over, over Cole now it's like this is the second time you know like I, the same episode exactly like I, so he is I mean, obviously she's going, probably to going, have, going to be the one who will save him from like anything that's going right happen. no definitely and um, so his allegiance now is to her is to the greens the high towers so it's going to be really, really, really interesting to see how that plays out, mm. even that he was so loyal to Rhaenyra and is now obviously going to the other side of it. I think we're in for some great scenes. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah. So that's how the episode ends. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode once again. This is After DJ, and I was here with, Lam I was here with Lambert. Lambert, can you please give us your socials? We'll just Thank you for having me, F. Like, this was amazing. Like, I could talk about this shit all day. Oh, so, I'm, I'm so this glad. Guy is like, like <laughs> the time of his life. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Life I'm excited. Um, but please check out, I've got a, um, a poetry page on. Um, um, Instagram where I flex my writing muscles a little okay, bit. Shit. <laughs> it's called Rain to Dance in um, mm. one word. So follow me, check out my shit, you know, give me some feedback, share it, and um, yeah, let's interact. And um, I had an amazing time today. Thank you Great. for having me. Thanks so much for coming. This is F the DJ, E double F T H E DJ. You're listening to the podcast, What's the Word? But this is What's the Dragon. Um, find me on socials, F the DJ, and find what's the word 
podcast on socials as well. W H A T S T H E W R D G H on Twitter and Instagram. But the Twitter page is more active. So yeah, that's where I am. Also, shout out to the Gold Coast Reports, GCR for holding us down. They yeah. handle my distribution and all of that. Yep, yeah, this has been great. Thanks for listening. Bye.